Welcome back to the Reviewing the Brew podcast. I'm your host, Dave Gasper. We've got a lot to talk about this week. We're just a, a little over two weeks from opening day. I'm joined today by Matthew Dwoskin once again and site contributor Keaton Anderson. Keaton, Matthew, welcome back to the show. And, and Matthew's ready to drink again because it's been that kind of week for all of us, even though it's Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Are you having an okay? Is everything okay at home, David? <laughs> hey, I've got a very busy week this week. All right, I got. Oh, yeah. How, how, how busy are you? Uh, let's see. I got a paper due tomorrow. I got an <gasps> exam on Thursday. I have another. I have a hundred point project that's also what's due a, Thursday. What's a hundred point? Pro- what does that mean? It's it's like this. I don't want to go into the details of the assignments. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm not, like, I don't. I don't, I don't want to bore people. No. You know, it's just. Wow. But it's the week before spring break, so everyone's like, "Hey, let's make everything due this week." Of course. Well, yeah. Exactly. Can't so. Do it. <laughs> couldn't have it done, you know, the week before. No. You know. No. But yeah, here we are. So, yeah, I got I got yeah. all that going on. Um, Matthew is just hmm. ready to drink some alcohol and <laughs> <laughs> Keaton's just chilling. You could kind of say that about me any day. I'm though. chilling, yeah. Yeah, Ke- Keaton's just chilling. He's not a care in the world over there. No, no, not one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, how about how about it, boys? Sixteen more days. Yeah, yep. I'll be there. Opening day. Can't wait. Keaton, you gonna be there? Uh, see, well, my old job, I took off that day off to go, but now that I'm at a different job, I kind of have to wait six months for a paid day off, so I will not <gasps> Oh, dang. Oh, well. I'll be there in spirit. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, I will help carry your spirit into into Miller Park that day for, for opening thank, day. Thank you, David. Thank you. Thank you. So you're not going to be at Miller Park on opening day, and another person who's not going to be in Miller Park on opening day is Jimmy Nelson. Because <laughs> <laughs> wow, I know. Hey, did you take a per- segue class this that semester? Because that's segue. amazing. Until you just ruin it by pointing it out. No, I'm just kidding. It's fine. Yeah, but that was no. That was that was good. So Jimmy Nelson, we just got word of this about what hour and a half ago. Craig Council told um, reporters that Jimmy Nelson will not be ready for opening day, and he is instead going to just. Work back up to to the regular five day st- schedule for starting pitchers, and he's just going to be in the minor leagues for a little bit of rehab, a couple rehab starts, and then he should be good to go afterwards. And with 16 days left, and having Nelson just made his first Cactus League appearance on Monday, you had to figure it was it was going to be tight for for Nelson to make it, anyways. Um, like, like before we came on, we talked about it. I'm honestly not really surprised at all. Right. Um, I mean, he was out for a very long time and just, I don't really think you want to push the envelope with something like that. Um, I think it's great. He's actually going to get some action this season in the minor leagues, but I think it's kind of a good thing to plan it safe to start out for a bit. 
Yeah, and it was good to see him in action on Monday, just for that one inning uh, against the against the Chicago White Sox, and he went out there. The results weren't pretty. I mean, the first batter he faced, Nelson gave up a home run, which I mean, it's not that big of a deal. It, no, no. I mean, it's it's his first hitter back, and you know, so it. The important thing was not that was was not the result of that outing. The the important thing was just how he looked, that he had his velocity, he had his breaking mm-hmm. stuff working, and he made it through healthy. No red flags, no issues. Nelson made it through just a normal inning, and that was the most important thing. It didn't matter how many runs he gave up. What's most important is just that he made it there. Yeah. Go ahead, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> I need to yeah. I need to like lead into what like one of you more so you don't you're not like worried about cutting each other off. Well, we, we just said yeah at the exact same time and it made both of us laugh at the exact same time. <laughs> you know, so we're 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 not twelve year olds over here, not at all. Mm-mm. No, no. We're mature. So, adults. Well, not, adults if you will. I, I I definitely think it's you know, it's encouraging, you know, seeing you know Jimmy Nelson you know, not just like back on the mound, but back looking reasonably like Jimmy Nelson did before he got hurt. Um, it's my understanding he was throwing, you know, throwing you know ninety one, ninety two, touching ninety four. Yeah, I believe that's accurate, David. Did yeah, you see yeah, that well? that that's what the reports were. Jimmy Nelson so. sitting ninety one, ninety two with his fastball. He even hit ninety four, um, and his breaking stuff was sharp. His curveball was sharp, and he was getting swings and misses with that. So. I, I think that's a very positive sign for, for Nelson. So, you know, if it takes him a couple, yeah, if it takes him a couple extra starts to work his way back, you know, what, what's the harm done, you know? Um, I, I think we'd rather have Jimmy Nelson back for, you know, 2020, 2021, 2022 mm-hmm. than, to, than to rush him into a role in, in 2019. I believe he's only under contractual control through 2020. But, yes, I agree with your sentiment there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But but yeah, I mean the Brewers have been very cautious with Nelson throughout this whole process. He could have tried to come back. At, I mean the timeline last year was returning in June of 2018. Oh yeah, that and that didn't happen. Clearly, he had a little bit of a setback, and then the Brewers took it cautiously from there. And it was so cautious that he just ended up missing the rest of the season. And now he's still going to end up missing just a little bit of the 2019 season. But I don't think he's going to miss that much. I mean, he he's going to probably get, you know, ready for. He'll probably have like you know four or five inning outing by the end of spring training, and then he'll make a couple starts in AAA, and you know what, two, three, maybe four rehab starts. I mean, he could be back mid late April in, in this rotation. Yeah, it's possible. So, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, um, I think at most, the, <laughs> I gotta try to get my words out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, at most, do you guys see him coming back before the deadline at all? The trade deadline. I, like, I know you mentioned like late April, but do you think they'll wait longer, or when he says he's ready, they're gonna push him up? I, I think when. 
he's ready to go, when they feel he's 100%, they'll bring him up. Because yeah, Jimmy Nelson I, at 100% is better than most of their current options in that rotation. Hmm. Jimmy Nelson at 100% is, is better than Chase Anderson. He's better than Chase Davies. Or Chase Davies. Wow. Zach Davies. Zach Davies. And Zach, Zach Davies, too. Yeah. Zach Davies, evil Davies. twin, Chase Davies. Yeah. Is that just like Zach Davies <laughs> with a mustache? <laughs> yeah, the the one that can actually grow a mustache. Ooh. Oh. Wow. Zach Davies wow. looks like he's 12, okay? What do you want me to say? I, I figured as like another like tall, like skinny white dude, you know, you, you guys would have a bit of you know, com- you know, camaraderie together. But like, I, I guess, I guess it's every man for himself. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I figured, I figured, you know, you know, you know, you, you know, there's like some some camaraderie between guys of your body shape. I guess not. Excuse me. Are you body shaming me? Not in the least. Your body's fantastic. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. This this is getting a little too weird over here. I'll give you guys some time to talk. <laughs> uh, where were we? Zach Davies. Okay. And his evil twin Chase Davies. Yeah, and, and his evil, evil twin, twin Chase. Chase. Yeah, he's got he's got the sunglasses. It's like, you know, like that yearbook thing, like Daniel and Cooler Daniel, the one with the sunglasses. Is Zach Davies and sunglasses? It's Chase if, Davies. If, if Chase Davies had a jersey, what would it say on the back? Bat Boy? No, it would probably, probably say Davies, wouldn't it? What kind of joke is that? A bad one. Clearly <laughs> 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 oh a, a bad one. Oh. Yikes. <laughs> Matthew, I think you might have a career as a stand-up comedian. No. No. <laughs> no. No, you do not. <laughs> I barely have a career as it is. I don't. I mean, to be on stage. Uh, so. Yeah. Anyways, guys. So. Uh, so Jimmy Nelson. Uh, yeah. So he is not going to be in I the rotation. So then, who is? Because for all spring, it's been basically seven guys for five spots. Eight guys, if you include Josh Tomlin. I don't include Josh Tomlin because no, he's no, not making no. this roster. No. Please, God, no. Exactly. So seven guys for five spots, and now with Nelson not making the opening day roster, we're down to six guys for those five spots. We know Yulise Chassin is in. Uh, I think it's a pretty good bet that Corbin Burns is in. Even though he's kind of got a high ERA this spring, he's adding two more pitches to his arsenal that he's working on. And Burns is just... I think he's just too good to keep him out of the rotation to start the well, season. Well, I mean, didn't you, you pick him to win the Cy Young? We'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's coming on later in the podcast. But, yeah, so Burns is in, I think. So then it's down to Davies, Anderson, Freddie Peralta, and Brandon Woodruff for those final three spots in the rotation. Mm. And I think – Losing Nelson for those at least first couple starts, that gives a much much better chance to the young guys like Brandon Woodruff and Freddie Peralta to make that rotation to start the season. Because I, I figure Anderson and Davies are going to be in there just based off their experience. Davies has pitched well this spring, and I think a guy like Woodruff was going to get squeezed off 
the rotation with Nelson with Nelson in there. I could see him in the long reliever role in the bullpen to start just for the Brewers to keep him up there. Okay. But I think with Nelson out, at least for the first little bit, that leaves a hole for Brandon Woodruff to step into. So okay. for you yeah, guys no, – Honestly, I think at this point, you know, it was like we said, it was seven guys for for five spots. Now it's six guys for five spots. I really, I can't. I I see all six of them making the opening day roster. I don't really. At this point, I don't think. Yeah. So you which know, one? I, which one do you see in the bullpen? That's. Or do you see a six man rotation? No, no, no. You can't do a six man rotation. Um, the, the Brewers, you know, the Brewers wouldn't go that. Well, you can, uh, but you probably won't. Well, it, Every time, every time a team does it, like everybody in the rotation, they always gets, go back. Get, to they it. always get, they always get mad about it. Like it's like universal. Like oh, oh, you got the six. I got this extra day. I want to do it myself. Um. <laughs> so, so you you really it's what happens. Yeah. It, it, every time, every, every time a major league team has tried a six man rotation, they, they, the the starters always complain. They're, they're never like oh, awesome. An extra day. I'm 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 going to Six Flags. No, it's always <laughs> oh this extra day. Well, so, I mean, everyone wants to pitch. Exactly, everyone wants to pitch. So yeah, they're, they're not going to do a six man. I I kind of I, I right now if I had if I if I was a gambling man and I am not, I would probably think that Peralta gets the fifth spot and Woodruff to the bullpen. Okay, but that that could just as easily be flipped. Right, right. I mean, Woodruff did did thrive in a bullpen role last year, and Peralta has pitched extremely well this spring, and I mean, so is Woodruff, but with Peralta, you know, I, I could definitely see him being that fifth man in the rotation and keeping uh, Woodruff as the long man in the bullpen. Um, I think... Like it's it's a very close race between those two, and I don't even think the Brewers know which way they're going to go yet. Keaton, mm-hmm. how do you how do you see the rotation working out right now? Who who do you think's the odd man out with the six guys for five spots? Um, I'm gonna go with Anderson. Really? Because, yeah, because I mean, look how his year went last year. I mean, they do you really think they're going to try to give another chance this year, or just not risk it because they're they. Basically, they're trying for a World Series this year, and I don't really think Chase Anderson screams World Series pitcher, in my opinion. But I do think Woodruff and Peralta do make the rotation. It's just a matter of who will be in what spot to me. Right. I mean, Anderson's a really kind of tough call, and he's got a $6.5 million salary. For this season, and I, so I asked Robert Murray of, of the Athletic about this the other day during one of his chats, and I asked him if, you know, what he sees rotation working out as, and he's like, I don't know, and the Brewers don't know, so I'm not even going to try to guess. And but he did say that he doesn't think Chase Anderson's salary is going to be a factor in the final decision. He thinks it's just going to come down to. Who's the best five? You know who wins the competition, and they're they're not going to give a consideration to a player's salary when they make that call, hmm. which I thought was interesting because, you know, with Anderson with with the extension they gave him, how much they've invested in him, although it's not a 
large, you know, considerable sum. I mean, it's six and a half million, which is you know the most in the rotation outside of Chassin, who's who we already know is in there. But of the other rotation candidates, that's the most that the Brewers will have to pay. And he's been ineffective. I mean, it's not like this is a $15 million albatross that the Brewers have to put out there every fifth day just because they're paying him 15 It's only six and a half. But mm-hmm. it's still – it's it's small enough where it's not going to make that big of a difference. But at the same time, I feel like the Brewers really want Chase Anderson to go out there and and pitch well just – so that they can have that veteran pitcher to go along with Chassin in, in that rotation. Because otherwise it's going to be Chassin and three young guys, and then Nelson who hasn't pitched in well over a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I think everything you said makes a lot of, makes a lot of sense. And I, I find that really interesting that the salary won't, won't be prohibitive if they choose to make a change. It's interesting to me. Yeah. Um, I, I find that, you know, I, I don't know how much I believe that. I find that to be, you know, I'm, I'm not, I, I, I really have a hard hard time imagining a universe in which Chase Anderson gets cut. Oh, I mean, he has a minor league option, so he oh, wouldn't even he really? get cut. Oh. Yeah. So. Way, I, I, have, I have a hard time imagining him not making the roster if, if he's still with the team. Yeah, um, I I thought he would be traded by now, so shows <laughs> what I know. But then I'm, I, I also hoping. thought you know Dallas Keuchel would be signed, and um, and we'd have, have traded for Corey Kluber, and we'd have Kluber, Keuchel, Nelson, Chasine, Burns, and we'd all be happy. Yeah, yeah, and Manny Machado would be in the White Sox, <sighs> and Harper yeah. would be a Cub. Yep. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. <laughs> Back oh. up here, Keaton. Back wow. up. Back up. That, that. I'm against the wall. I'm all the way backed up. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that would that would not be in our ideal situation here. Well, Manny Machado would be, but what are you gonna do? Yeah. Well, <laughs> fine. I don't. Manny Machado goes to the White Sox, goes to the Padres. It doesn't really matter. He's not gonna win in either place. So. <laughs> well, you heard yeah. what he said that uh, in an interview. He they're not looking to win the division. Yeah, he's like, hey, we might try for a wild card, but we know we're gonna go. We know we're gonna lose. <laughs> That's quality. the always positive Manny Machado. You know, I, I don't really want to hustle. We're not really gonna play, play hard. We're not even gonna try. I mean, we know we're not gonna win a division. What's the point? <laughs> we'll at least get a wild card. <laughs> maybe, maybe we're maybe. Gonna, we're gonna try for a wild card. We'll try. That's, that's quality. Yeah. Um, something else I just saw, guys. Uh, oh, a possible. Uh. Let me get your guys' opinion. Okay. Will Jeremy Jeffress be there on opening day? Ooh, nope. I say no. no. No chance. No. Yeah, I mean he's he's running tight on on the schedule here, kind of same as Nelson. Although he's a reliever, so he's not going to need as much time to kind of get going in Cactus League play. But you know, he threw three pitches in his one outing and was immediately pulled because his fastball was down like what 10 miles an hour it was down yeah it, it was, was down like 83 84 i'm not sure where he sits normally but i think it's like mid 90s he, he he was throwing more like a david gasper than a matthew oskin let's just say that much wow Shots you don't fired. throw hard <laughs> what are you, you talking about you've never seen me you've never seen me work man how fast did you throw at, at your like, peak First off, I'm still at my peak. 
Dude, you're like 40. <laughs> I, I'm not like 40. 39? Not yet. <laughs> how fast did you throw? How, how fast can you throw since you're at your best? How fast can you throw? I mean, are we, are we talking like underhanded at softball or like overhanded in baseball? Overhanded in baseball. Okay, overhanded in baseball. Like t- like today, like I, I like I, I get up off the couch, you know, go, go outside. My wife gets the radar gun. Sounds like he's dancing around the question. And, and I and I start humming him into you know to say, Yasmani Grandal. How, how fast can I? How fast can I? What is that number? Is that what you're asking? Yes. What is what is the number showing up on the radar gun? I I think if I if I warm up properly, if if I do all all the prep where you 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 get ready to throw. I think I could probably get it. I think I could probably hit 75, 78. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's more like Jeremy Jefferson's best. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm, I, David, it was a joke. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You are not, uh, you're not following through on these jokes here. Oh, I knew it was a joke the whole time. I knew you couldn't throw hard. What? Yeah. I was playing along just to just to I mean, see where you'd go with it. I didn't want to I didn't want to lie to our, our listeners, so I figured oh. I'd, I'd best be honest about my my, my true velo. <laughs> well, here's the hardest hitting question, Matthew. Do you think you could strike David out? Oh, absolutely. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, I, he he'd be screwing himself into the ground. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, on a seventy-five mile an hour fastball. It, it uh, it's it's not about velocity; it's about location. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sounds like the story I, of my career. I, you know, you 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 didn't ask about my breaking stuff. You didn't ask about the slider. No, I. I you, Either you, way, you, you, it'll be slow enough. I could catch up to it. I, I we you might be able to catch it, but that doesn't mean you'll you'll be able to get a bat around up. That's what catching up to it means. No. You, you, <laughs> It's not accurate either way. Um, yeah, no. Jeremy Jeffers probably not coming back. Not not, not going to make the opening day roster. Honestly, I'm really concerned for his, him in April. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't. It might not. We might not see him until May. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't take long for a bullpen pitcher to kind of get back up to speed. But I mean, with the shoulder <sighs> weakness and yeah. like you know, like the rehab outings, like it shouldn't take that long. But it's just getting him back to a hundred percent, you know, where, where they feel they can put him in that bullpen. And he's not there right now. I, I think he's gonna be on the injured list to start the season. And that opens up another spot in that bullpen that already had a spot opened up with Bobby Wall's injury. So this leaves more opportunities for guys like Jacob Barnes and Jake Petrichka and um, I think, I think, Adrian Hauser. Uh, it, it sounds like, like like Hauser and Patricia have made the roster. Really? Yep. I mean, I I know they've been pitching well this spring, but I mean this this also could leave room for someone like Jay Jackson, non-roster invitee, Birch Smith, and eh, maybe not Birch Smith. Uh, hard pass on that, pal. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe not him. But I'm I'm just trying to run down the list of names in, in my head that have been invited as relievers to camp. Diolis Guerra. Uh, damn it, you beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you got Big Guerra, you got Little Guerra. Big Guerra's Diolis Guerra. 
because that dude's like six six. Actually, if, if anything, you know, the, the, speaking of of Big Guerra, you know, it, it, this might really open up an opportunity for him to really shine in that bullpen. You know, if, if he has to take over that Jeremy Jeffress role. I don't think he's taking over a Jeremy Jeffress role in the eighth, ninth inning. Why not? Because the Brewers already have guys like Corey Knable and Josh Hader. And I mean, I think Jacob, I think this opens up more for Jacob Barnes to get back in that late inning role. I agree. I mean, even though Jacob Barnes has had his ups and downs, he still throws like 98, and he's had like eighth inning setup experience before. So I think that opens up more for Barnes to to kind of get back in there and try and reestablish himself as a late inning setup guy. I kind of feel like I've seen that movie and I know how it ends. And I I think the the, the opportunity is, is is there for Junior Ware to uh, to kind of you know take on that role as opposed to, to Jacob Barnes. But we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, I, I think Junior was told like over the off season he's kind of searching more for like he's going to get more of that sixth seventh inning. Long reliever type role. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, everything's subject to change in a 162-game baseball season. Especially in the bullpen. Especially in the bullpen, because that's going to be changing a lot. Guys Mm -hmm. going up and down all the time. But especially with the way the Brewers manage their team. Mm -hmm. All right, so elsewhere in the world of sports – NFL free agency (laughs) has really been kicking off in in the news cycle uh, on Tuesday here. And most Brewers fans, I I don't want to speak for everyone, but most Brewers fans, if you're listening to this, you're probably also a Packers fan as well. Uh, I'm uh, I'm assuming. I I said probably. Uh, I said most. I said most, and I said probably. Okay? But anyways, since this is – Wisconsin, and for most of us, and we're talking Wisconsin sports. This was your idea, Matthew. I don't know why you're complaining. I'm not complaining. I just oh, I I just object to the wording of the intro. Well, anyways, <laughs> so Matthew over here had the wonderful idea of wanting to compare what the Brewers did in free agency and what the Packers did in free agency, and wanting to debate which team had the better free agency i don't know if it's just of a debate but I, I do think it is interesting that the milwaukee brewers took let's see what november december january almost four months to sign Mike Moustakis. players well yes money grandal mike moustakas um i feel like Corey spangerberg to... i'm sorry i said Corey spangerberg oh Corey, yeah, Corey spangerberg um, <laughs> oh yeah, that among, guy. Among, yeah, among, you know, among um, you know, making the Alex, you know, the blockbuster Alex Claudio trade. Yeah, the Domingo Santana, um, the blockbuster Keon Broxton trade. Uh, uh, making the Ben Gamble fan club very happy. That was a Domingo Santana trade, but yeah, I know. Yeah, that was, well, it was a different trade, but the same, you know. But but either way, so it, it took them, you know, almost four months to make six moves that really matter. Yeah. And it seems like the Packers made what? Signed like five guys <laughs> like in two day. hours. Yeah. Like yeah, they signed hours, four they, guys in like two hours. In in like yeah, in like two hours they, they spent like over like you know, like hundred and fifty million dollars. 
it was wild watching Twitter this morning. Yes. Just, just everything coming in. It's like, oh, now this guy's signed. Oh, now this guy's signed. Like, oh, the Packers got this guy. It's like, oh, my, I mean, this is great. And it's like, oh, man, so like we're actually getting Zadarius Smith. And it's like, the Packers also get Adrian Amos. And you're just like, what? Yeah. Ugh. That's what I was like. Yeah. It was, it was a wild day for uh, Paul Brettel, friend of the podcast, and uh, now editor of D- Dairyland Express, covering all things Wisconsin sports. So he's covering the Packers as well, and he had, he had a busy today? day. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, it was – I mean, I think the Brewers did extremely well in their offseason, getting Yasmani Grandal as, as their kind of – centerpiece to their offseason plan, supplementing mm-hmm. him with Mike Moustakis, then a couple of additions just kind of around the edges of the roster with Corey Spangenberg, Ben Gamble, uh, Bobby Wall was an addition, but now he's out with an ACL tear. So, you know, they, they got some – the Brewers got some good guys that they improved themselves for this next season. And, I mean, I think the Packers have improved themselves – as well, just just adding those pass rushers to safety and, and an offensive lineman. All right, I. Would, is that all that you had for for the Packers free agency thing? I I I just find that it's it's just different how you know two different you know one sport completely slow plays their off off season to the point that nothing happens for almost the entire you know three month span. And the other sport, everything happens in a day. Yeah. I mean, the tampering period for the NFL just opened on Monday. Mm-hmm. And the new league year doesn't even start until Wednesday. Like, there, yep. there's this, this three-day talking period, and everyone's signing with new teams. Yep. And it's like, like these players are signing as soon as they're able, like, as soon as they file for free agency, they sign with a new team. Yep. And then in baseball takes us four months yep it's so it's weird how that works i mean you, you i mean i i guarantee there's you know there's not going to be like a dallas kygo level free agent you know you know this in the nfl into, yeah. yeah you know if you're lasting four months yeah if you're lasting four months after the new league year and the nfl is a free agent it's probably because you're not very good that means that means you're, you should probably retire yeah it's a retirement. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I think baseball needs to get more excitement into its off season, but. Well, they're, I think they're, they're kind of, they're kind of stuck for a while, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, that's going to be a whole nother debate between the players association and MLB, but absolutely. we'll figure that out eventually. Mm-hmm. So over the weekend, uh, yeah, I wrote a very bold, uh, bold predictions article that, uh, was getting quite the, uh, attention on Twitter and everyone's like, ah, no, it's too bold. Some people are like, oh my God, this has me so hyped. <laughs> is it a barbecue sauce? Oh, this is too bold for me. <laughs> hey, I mean, you, you saw the Twitter mentions. <laughs> Did I? I don't know. I don't know what you do. You just you wait a minute. Wait a minute. You just said I saw the Twitter mention. Now you now you're not sure what I do. Well, I mean, I which thought is it, you David? 
I thought you did. I thought you would. I, 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 I thought, you, I I thought you'd pay attention, it. you know, with all the, you know, buzzing. Anyways. <laughs> Turn my phone off. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about typical for you. No wonder oh. I couldn't get a hold of you for a couple of hours again. But, yeah, so let's just let's just run down the bull predictions I went through here because I went very bold. I do not go timid with my bold predictions. That's why they're bold. Um, so the first one, I had Christian Yelich somehow gets better and wins MVP once again. How, how, how bold is that? Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being way too bold, wh- where, where would you say that ranks? Well, he's already, he's already won MVP once, so I don't think it's that ridiculous for him to win it again. Thank you. Uh, I agree. I, if I could possibly see him going back to back. Yeah, I mean, Miller Park is great for him. He's got a beautiful swing, and his career trajectory is its going upward. I mean, he's entering his age 27 season. You know, like, this is this is the middle of his prime. So I, I think Yelich going back-to-back and somehow improving, you know, if he posts, you know, similar numbers, maybe slightly better numbers, again... I could definitely see that happening. His batting average might decline a little bit just because it was he had a ridiculously high BABIP there during the second half on the run that he went on. And then I think his on-base percentage is probably going to go up because now pitchers around the league know that they should fear him and they're probably going to be pitching around him and, and walking him a lot more. So I think his batting or his on-base percentage is going to go even higher. I mean, I, I don't see why he can't win it again. And that's the thing. Like, I, I, you know, I, if you're asking me to disagree with you, I'm not going to. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not asking that. But, but I mean, like last year, like during well, whatever bold, during whatever bold predictions everyone made, I don't think I saw any bold predictions that said, "Oh yeah, Christian Yelich is going to run away with the MVP." You know, so. Sometimes even the bold predictions aren't bold enough, so you just got to go completely bold with all of them. Um, but yeah, so then after Yelich winning MVP again, I had Jimmy Nelson picks up where he left off, wins comeback player of the year, which okay. annually goes to a player that you know reemerged on the field um, during a given ah. season, which. I mean, Nelson would obviously qualify for, considering he missed all of last season with injury, comes back. If he pitches well, you know, he, he'll definitely be a strong candidate for comeback player of the year. But, you know, picking up where he left off, you know, with a, what, a three-and-a-half ERA about, I mean, is he able to do that over a full season? Is that too bold of a prediction mm. for either of you guys? I, I think the bold part is probably it, it would probably be, you know, Jimmy Nelson coming back looking like, you know, the guy he was before as far as, like, the strikeouts and, and yes. walk numbers. Yeah. Um, you know, I, ERA, you know, that doesn't necessarily tell me, you know, how well a guy pitched. You know, it, 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 there are a lot of, you know, a lot of things factor into ERA that aren't, necess- aren't necessarily indicative of performance. Um, right. I, I think the strikeout and walk numbers are really where you're going to see whether or not Jimmy Nelson's all the way back, and that's um, how I'll, I'll be – you know that, and you know the you know, also you know the stuff and the velocity, and how how batters react to him, um, and that's how I'm going to be judging him coming back, as opposed to you know a three and a half ERA. 
I think it's it's plausible that he has a three and a half ERA, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's all the way back. Right. I think a three and a half ERA would probably win him the comeback player of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So, Keen, what do you think? Um, <clears throat> kind of on the same lines as what Matthew said. I don't think he'll be one hundred percent back to the way he was. I think he will still perform at a great rate. I just don't see it as comeback player of the year. Um, I think give it time, he could maybe win it next season when he gets a full season to start. But I just don't see anything somewhat spectacular happening this year for Jimmy Nelson. I mean, I don't think he can win comeback player of the year in in 2020 if he was already out on the field. He'd either have to get hurt again or suck. Yeah. And let's let's just not have that happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, even if he misses the first couple weeks, I mean, that's probably not going to disqualify him from comeback player of the year. And. I mean, is there is there a fairly decent likelihood that you know Nelson comes back, you know, and he could have an ERA like somewhere around four, and just kind of isn't you know what he once was, you know? Yeah, I mean that that's a possibility. And Matthew, you raised a good point with the strikeout to walk ratio because before 2017, Nelson really struggled with walks. He struggled with his command. He was walking a lot of guys. And he placed a focus heading into 2017 on limiting those walks. And he finally succeeded in doing so, and that's why he saw such great results. And he had that 3.5 ERA, and he was emerging as that ace starting pitcher. And he's going to have to keep that up to stay, to stay at the level that he was at in 2017. Because if he goes back to walking a bunch of guys, that, that was always his problem. That's what always got him into trouble. So as long as he can keep the ball over the plate, but not too over the plate like Chase Anderson, mm. he'll be fine. Mm. So, but now I, I want to get to the boldest prediction that I have. I'm waiting for this one. <laughs> yeah, the boldest prediction. Corbin Burns emerges as the ace of the staff and wins the NL Cy Young Award. Yes. Now, yeah. this was extremely bold. I didn't even know if I should go this far with how bold I was going. But let me put it this way. Like, like I was saying before, no one had no, no bold predictions out there had Christian Yelich coming in and winning the NL MVP, you know, running away with the award, ha- you know, having the season that he did. No bold predictions had him improving that much. So... Why not go that bold? You know, where it's a player, you know, like Christian Yelich, just like moving, it's like, ah, he should see improvement, but maybe not that well. Hmm. I could see it with Corbin Burns because I think Corbin Burns has ace stuff. I mean, he's, he's adding those two extra pitches. He's going to have a five-pitch arsenal. He was nasty enough last year with three pitches. You give him five, and I don't think hitters stand a chance against him. I, I really think Corbin Burns is going to – be that ace of the future for the next several years for the Milwaukee Brewers. And, you know, why can't he do it in the first season? Now, winning the Cy Young Award, that's going to take a ridiculous season. He's going to have to outpitch established veterans like Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom. But 
if Corbin Burns pitches up to his full potential, I, I think his full potential is a Cy Young Award winner. I, I think he can win Cy Youngs in his career. So okay. why not the first one? Am I am I being a little too bold? Um, I think he, um, go ahead, Keaton. He, you want to chime in first? <laughs> well, after discussing in our group chat, which is lit, by the way, <laughs> um, uh, uh, it was asked if this was too bold. And in my prediction, I was like, eh, maybe, maybe so. But after looking into it, and the guy, he was only 24 years old. Yeah. And, 30 appearances and a 261 ERA. David, I, I'm riding that train with you. He's winning the Cy Young this year. Let's go. Yeah, join the party. Join the bandwagon. Hop on. Plenty of room. I am feeling the burn. Feeling the burns. When Corbin okay. Burns wins the Cy Young Award, I'm going to be coming back, circling the bandwagon here, telling everybody about how right I was with my bowl prediction. Okay. <laughs> Matthew Matthew's trying to figure out how to be the voice of reason over here. No, well, I, I don't have to figure it out. I know how to do it. Ah. Okay. All right, so, so last year, who, who won the NL Cy Young Award? Do you remember? Jacob DeGrom. Remember? Jacob, Jacob DeGrom. DeGrom. Okay. Do you know what kind of season he had last year? Yeah, it was ridiculous. I mean, he had... I think I don't think he gave up more than four runs in any game. He gave up like two runs or less in I think like twenty, twenty five ish of his starts or something. Like he it was ridiculous how few runs he gave up. He had a a, a sub two ERA. Yeah, and earned an eight point eight WAR. Yeah, such a shame he only had a ten and nine record, but that's wow. on the Mets. Yeah. You know, wins and losses are, you know... It's, it's the Mets good. offense gave him nothing all year. Nope. He'd give up one run in eight innings, and the Mets would lose one to nothing. Like, it was that ridiculous. Yep. So, either way, he... I think Burns is probably going to have a very good year. I don't think he's going to be able to put together that, you know... That strong of a seat, Yeah. And also, you know, keep in mind, you know, he how many innings did he throw last year? Uh, thirty-eight plus Triple A. Uh, I don't, I don't know his Triple A numbers offhand. Well, either way, it was under under two hundred for the season, correct? Yeah. I. So this is. It, it, I don't necessarily think he's going to get, you know, you know, thirty-two, you know, a full season that starts. I think they're probably going to, you know, find some rest for him. They're probably going to find you know, ways to keep his innings limit down. So yeah, yeah. I, I kind of, I don't see him going past 160, 160, 170 innings. I think that's going to li- limit his ability to win the Cy Young. True, true. If if they um, hold him to that limit, that would. Yeah. So I, well, I, I like the prediction. I appreciate the enthusiasm. I just, I don't see it being that realistic for a number of reasons. Yeah, but these were not totally realistic predictions they were bold predictions <laughs> bold yeah i'm not going for the reasonable you know or, or the timid predictions but but yeah no i, I see what you're saying and you, you've got a point with you know possibly limiting burns innings in his first full season 
as a starting pitcher. Mm. But I mean, yeah, I, I think Burns is ready to to take that leap, and you know he's got the skills to do it. Oh sure, and. I mean, when, when I was writing this, I like I was originally thinking like maybe just put him in the top five, you know, just like finish his top five in Cy Young, you know, like that's not asking for too much there, you know. It's like oh yeah, you know, he he could finish you know fourth or fifth, you know, with a strong season, you know, make a little bit of noise, you know, outright winning it is a completely different story. But if he can finish top five, I think he can finish in first. I, I just I I really like Burns. I've You're liked, okay. yeah. I I've liked Burns from the start. Like when they drafted him, I thought that was a great pick, and so far, turned out pretty right on that one. Um, um I went ahead and looked at as uh, innings pitched in the minors. He pitched seventy eight point two innings. Okay, so okay, seventy eight so down he, there, thirty eight. The the biggest innings bump he's probably going to get is like you know up to one hundred sixty, one hundred seventy tops probably. The most he pitched in the minors was 2017. He had 145 innings pitched. Okay, but either way, you, you don't want to have a guy have that have an innings bump like over over 50 or 60 innings like per, you know year to year. Typically, you you, you don't see, if you, if you see that that's typically you know usually where, where injuries start to occur when you see those massive innings leaps. Yeah, but I mean um, Burns is 24. I mean he's a bit more advanced of an arm than than some of those young guys that. That they do those innings limits with, like with what the Dodgers were doing with Julio Urias, um, and what the Brewers are probably going to do with Freddie Peralta this year. Mm. I mean, Peralta's just twenty-two, so he's yeah. probably going to have an innings count on him as oh, well. For sure. He, you know, he he had, he had the secret one last year. They wouldn't tell us about. Yeah, yeah, but once they got to September and they just kind of took him out of the rotation, it was kind of like he's yeah. he's basically reached his innings limit. But but yeah. So, that was that was my boldest prediction of the five. Uh, the next one I had, wh- what do you guys think of this? Six Brewers hitting 30-plus home runs this season. 30-plus? Yeah, 30-plus from six Brewers in the okay, lineup. Who made you, okay, so, so we're assuming Yelich, yes. Yes, Yelich. We're assuming Aguilar. Aguilar and Travis Shaw. Shaw. Yep, those yes. three, because they were the three that hit it last year. I'm, I'm with you so far. Okay, continue. Yeah. And then Mike Moustakis, full season in Miller Park as a, as a left-handed power hitter. I think he was at 28 last year. I think he okay, gets up okay. to 30 this year. Okay, full season in Miller Park. I could see it. Okay, okay I'm still with you. I, you haven't lost me yet, David. Yeah. All right. Yasmani Grandal. He had 24 last year. I think 27. I think it was the year before, if I recall correctly. Okay. And that was in the NL West which suppresses lefty power. You know, he's playing in Dodger Stadium. He's playing in Petco Park. He, he's playing in AT&T Park. All those places suppress left-handed power. And okay. you put him playing most of his games in Miller Park that supports lefty power. You have him playing nine or ten games in Cincinnati. I mean, the, the NL Central is a lot more hitter-friendly stadiums. So okay. I think Grandall moving to this kind of environment can go from you know 24, 27 ish home runs a year to I think he can hit thirty. Okay, and and okay, so you got you got five guys. Who's you got five. Six? Ryan Braun. Ryan Braun has joined okay, the launch. Okay, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Really? Out. All right. 
But all right, so Ryan Braun has embraced the launch angle revolution. He's got he's revamped his swing. He said himself he's seeing a lot more power in BP. He's seeing the ball fly off his bat a whole lot better. And it's it's obviously a matter of if he can stay healthy. But if he can like when he's out there on the field and he's going to be able to make more of his opportunities when he's out there to hit 30. He's always had that power to hit 30 in a season. There's been injuries that's prevented that over the past couple of years. But with his changed swing to get the ball in the air and get it over the fence, mm. I think it's possible. And, and if you're with me on the first five, saying six, home, saying six hitters with 30-plus home runs, I don't think that's too bold of, of a prediction. I, I think that's somewhat realistically possible. Okay. How many games do you think Ryan Brown plays? Um... Probably around 135, 130, 140, somewhere in that range. 140. 130 to 140. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, are, you, are you trying to do some math over there? No, no. I'm, I'm just, I'm just looking. You know, just, just kind of looking at his career and just kind of seeing where he's been, where he is. Um. The the last time he hit thirty home runs was twenty sixteen. He played one hundred and thirty five games. Yep. So, okay. So you know, if, if he make if he if he plays that many, he can do it. He can. He you know he is wow. Well, He's always uh, had the potential to hit thirty home runs in a season. He always has. It, it's just been a matter of health mm. over the past couple of years. Mm. He wasn't that healthy in twenty seventeen. That's why he only no, had seventeen homers. Okay. You know, he still had a couple of ailments last year. Oh, yeah, a couple of ailments. But if he stays healthy, he can do it. That's, that's like, the biggest if. Like That's why these are bold predictions, man. Okay. All right. Well, fair enough. Yeah, we I, go not, bold. Gonna, it's, a, it's a bold prediction. It could it, – it, there's, there's, there's a non-zero chance it could happen. But, but just looking at, at who he is and how old he – and his age, you know, he's he's – He's getting up, you know, thirty-five already. You know, I, I, you know, the last time he, he hit that many home runs, I think it was his age thirty-two season. So, yep, that's that's doing math correctly. So I, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I, you know, the, the first five I'm on board with. If you had said five, I'd be like, wow, David, that's a brilliant bold prediction. I love it. But the fact that you went six, I, I think you get, you're getting greedy. I think I already proved I was willing to go greedy when I said Corbin Burns is the NL Cy yes, Young. Yes, accurate. Okay, no, not okay. No disputing. Agreed. Yeah, but then another greedy prediction. The final oh, one. God. The final bold prediction that I had: the Milwaukee Brewers are World Series champions. Well, because that's, that's, that's what? What's that. a bold predictions piece without saying your team's going to win the World Series? But I mean, is is that really bold? Saying that the Brewers th- will win the World Series because you know they- I think if you wanted to go bold, you should have said they'd win the next two World Series. Oh, that's a little too bold. Oh, oh, dude! <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait. I'm not trying to get ahead of myself. Uh, cut, cut this guy's hey, mic the, off. The, that's the that's headline here, okay? Me. Five bold predictions for the 2019 season. I'm not going 2019, well, 2020 seasons here. You see, that's how bold I was thinking that I, I could make a 2020 prediction in a 2019 yeah. bold prediction, bold prediction uh, yeah. uh, article. Bold prediction for 2030. 
we're going to have Vladimir Guerrero Jr. as a what would he be then? As a thirty-year-old, <laughs> like thirty. <laughs> dude, I don't even want to say how old I'm going to be in twenty thirty. So let's not. All right, <laughs> <laughs> done. And I'll probably still be working at reviewing the brew. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Once you come here, you never leave. And, and you know, Keaton's probably going to be my boss. <laughs> uh, no, I'll be your boss. Oh. Well, I, I, I think I'd, I'd quit before that happened. Oh, okay. Okay, I see how it is. I, I'd, I'd open up a lemonade stand before I allowed that to happen. Right, right. Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh sure. You were dying to get me back. So I, I don't want to hear you complaining. Uh, <laughs> uh. David, I like working with you. You're, you're <laughs> a, a fantastic writer, great contributor. But, uh. Uh, but a boss, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think we need to take our relationship to that level. Oh, yeah, so now you want to talk about our relationship status? I do not. All right, let's move on then. Uh, <laughs> all right, so, Matthew, you wrote a piece. Um, oh, God. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, God, what did I write this time? No. Uh, you wrote about uh, five forgotten prospects from, from the 2000s. Yep. Um, one of whom, Nick Neugebauer, I remember that guy very oh, you, vaguely. You can't have like a forgotten prospects list without him on it. Yeah, I mean, without, without the news, no way. Yeah, I vaguely, vaguely remember him getting hurt. I think I was like there, like at the game, because I think. Oh God, that's that's gonna be traumatizing. Yeah, because like I think I was, um, because it was whatever year it was, but like he was about <laughs> to. Dude, I was like five or six. All right, but I was. I, I think. Nugabauer got hurt. Like he was supposed to start a game, and he was just warming up in the bullpen, and then he got hurt, and like he got scratched late from the start. Hmm. And my dad and I were at the game, and we were standing like over there, like by the bullpen, like watching him warm up. When all of a sudden, like he like felt something, and he, like called the trainers over, and like started talking. Like that was like that was when he hurt himself. And like I was oh, sitting there as like there. a five year old watching oh, this, yeah. So and I was like, "Oh no, like what's going on?" And then my dad pulled me away. Then we just like you know kind of kept on like going to our seats afterwards because like, oh well, you know he's done apparently. So, hmm. but yeah, so I think I'm pretty sure I was at that game. Fair I think enough. so. I mean, I was five. I think my memory's not that great, but yeah. That was that. That was a rough time, um, but yeah. So there were there were a couple other prospects on, on that uh, list that you had there instead of my listening to my there were, yeah. Story. There were five of them, in fact. <laughs> Four others, if, if you count Nugabauer. Well, the, the the one that that I honestly, I forgot about was Mike Jones. Oh yeah, I I, I honestly I, I for whatever reason I blocked that draft pick out of my head. I. You know, he he was like on like multiple like you know Baseball America top 100 lists and just just did not come together for him sadly. Yeah, and that was 2001 draft pick, right or 2000? 
I'm looking at it. 2001, 12th yeah. pick overall. Uh, yeah, he was the uh, the 84th best prospect in 2002, the 56th best prospect in 2003, then back to the 84th best prospect in 2004, and then flamed out. It, 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 it's yeah. Gone. So, yeah. So, so my question to the room was: Is was there a more recent prospect that you remember flaming out that you were convinced was going to make it? Yeah, I got one right here. Hunter Morris. This dude okay. was he was a Southern League MVP and he had like twenty eight something home runs. Like he, he had a great year in double A. And, and like all like all he did was hit. He was like a hitting yeah. machine in yeah. like in like single A double A. Just just you know it, yeah, you know, 2012 it, 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 in the Southern yeah, League. He had 28 homers, 113 RBIs, 303 average, 40 doubles, six triples, 40 walks, 117 strikeouts, which for 522 at-bats isn't that bad for a power hitter, for a power hitting first nope. baseman. 920 OPS. I mean, M- MVP of the Southern League. And then, because I believe he showed up after Matt Gamble injured himself, so he got the chance to... <laughs> Yeah, talk about another forgotten prospect. Um, oh. So he showed up to spring training. like He had the opportunity to earn that first base job in uh, 2013. And he didn't play well in spring training. And I think it like got into his head. Then he went down to AAA because he didn't earn the job. And then he continued to be terrible in AAA. And then he was terrible the year after. And it just never materialized for him. He could never get called up to the big leagues. The Brewers ended up having to release him, and he's bounced around the minor leagues since. I think he's back in Double A, and he still has never made his big league debut, and he's now 30 years old as a first baseman in Double A. That's sad. He just he just couldn't replicate that season, and, and he was wow, supposed to be, that's... you know, Matt Gamble was supposed to be the guy after Prince Fielder, and then Hunter Morris was supposed to be the guy after Matt Gamble, and just none of them, none of them came close. Mm-hmm. Keaton, what about you? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, one I remember, and it's not really on Matthew's list. And tell me if you guys agree or disagree. But uh, I can't remember his first name. But uh, Laporte, who we traded. Laporta. Oh, Matt, 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 Matt Laporta, Laporta. that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Matt Laporta traded him. No, watching they, ESPN I... say they got the Brewers' top prospects. I only remember the dude playing a couple games with the Indians, and that was it. I, I remember. Um... Ozzy Guillen couldn't remember his, his name in a, in a post game interview, so he he just called him the fat guy. <laughs> wow! He's like, you know, well, you know, what's that? Matola, Lamota, the fat guy. And I remember that as however old I was at the time, that just killed me. Like you can't remember his name, but you just call him the fat guy. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Laporta. So that, that, yeah. that CC trade, that was Laporta. That was Michael Brantley was the player we named later. Ooh. And then Zach Jackson. And then there was a fourth guy. I forget his name. But I don't know. And, and, and your internet's down. He didn't, he didn't turn out that well. <laughs> like no, none of them turned out except for Michael Brantley. Pretty much. Well, oh, actually, and, the, and the fat guy. No, Laporte didn't turn out that well. I mean, Zach Jackson no. had a decent couple of years. Funny story. 
I actually met okay. Zach Jackson. Like, like the guy the Brewers this traded. Was like recent too, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I met him last last summer. <laughs> yeah, it was it was the weirdest thing. Like, yeah, so it was just like talking to him, you know, just kind of about like him getting traded and like all these other things. And he's actually a really cool guy. So, so you yeah. guys want to hear what happened to Matt Laporta? Sure. Yeah, let us hear it. The fat guy. In the 2014 season, he signed a minor league deal with the Orioles, and in 2015, he retired. Wow. Okay, so, so he's like, you know, so is, is anyone connected with him on LinkedIn? Is he selling insurance yet? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. Laporta Automotive. Is that what Ooh. he's doing? No. It's just oh, like... <laughs> no. I wasn't kidding. Yeah. I mean. Okay, if you do it. If you do it Zach Jackson's doing sales at a hotel. Him. But that can't be him. If you, if you do a Google search for Matt Laporta LinkedIn, um, the first guy that comes up is a Matt Laporta who's a branch manager at a home loan company. Mm. And I don't know. This is him. Wow, he looks terrible. <laughs> oh, no. He, he, like, okay, We're like, looking like, at I'm, Matt I'm, Laporta I'm, on LinkedIn. I love I'm like, it. I'm like, an, I'm, I'm like an old man, but he, he's, he's gone like totally gray. Oof. He's still got like like the chubby like baseball face, but he's got um, <laughs> he's gone totally. Wow, it is him. It, it's in his it's in the summary. Major League Baseball player with the Cleveland Indians, first round, seventh pick in the twenty seventeen in the two thousand seven MLB oh draft. That poor guy. I love he's the like internet. Than, he's younger than I am. Ugh. So he's doing home. Well, good for you. He's helping people get their you know get get a house. But on his LinkedIn, he's oh come on, man! Professional baseball player. Yeah, that's that's not a job, man. Come on. Hey, I if I needed a home loan, I would go to Matt Laporta. All right, I'll yeah, just well, I'll just put that out there. I, I believe he's, he's selling home. He's licensed in Florida, South Carolina, Maryland, Virginia. Well, if I ever need to buy a house in any of those states, I am going to call that guy. You can talk me into South Carolina. I would live there. Yeah. All right. I don't. I don't think I'd, I wouldn't do Maryland. I don't think I'd do Virginia. I know I wouldn't do Florida. I'm not a crazy person. <laughs> yeah. All right. Olympic bronze medalist in 2008. <laughs> wow. Connect with me if you're considering buying a home or if you want to. If you're looking to refinance your current house, we have some great mortgage programs here at XYZ Home Loans. Wow. Wow. Good for him. All right. Um, a couple other prospects that are forgotten about. Um, Jed Bradley. Anyone, anyone remember him? He was the second first rounder in 2012, yeah. along with Taylor Youngman, the college, the, I think it was Georgia tech lefty. I mean, he was supposed to be great and <laughs> he was awful. Taylor Youngman at least made the major leagues. He wasn't that great, but you know, he had some decent moments in the majors. Jed Bradley never made it. Fair enough. Okay. Oh, you know, uh, for, you know, for, for me growing up, the, the guy that I, I'll always remember is, is the Brewers prospect that I was convinced was going to make it, just because he looked really, really cool on, on all his baseball cards. Was Tyrone Hill? Oh yeah, I barely you know, remember I, that I, guy. I, I, you know, he, he's like, you know, he's like, you know, six foot six, like two hundred pounds, big, strong lefty. You know, you know, fifteenth pick overall in the ninety one draft, and he and he and he looked like a you know like a freaking like movie star and all the 
and all those baseball cards. I'm like, that guy, he's got a great face. <laughs> and it just, it whatever, you know, he was like the 10th overall prospect in baseball in 1993. Then tumbled down to the 54th overall prospect in 1994. And then it was, you know, out of baseball by 98. Ah. All right. So. Um, all right. I got one here. Right. Anyone remember Eric Arnett? Yes. I recognize the name. He was a, he was a pitcher, was he not? Yes, he was a pitcher out of Indiana. First round Woo. pick in 2009. Dude never made it above high A. He was the 26th overall pick in 2009. You know who the 25th overall pick in 2009 was? Give it to me. Mike Trout. I was about to say, it was Trouty, wasn't it? Yeah. So it, if, it the Angels, the 20, if the Angels had just pick? missed that selection, if the Angels had just gone with someone else, the Brewers could have had Mike Trout. Do you know who the 24th we were that pick was? close to greatness. You know who the 24th pick was? That was um, Randall Gritchick. It was Randall Gritchick. So if, if you know, say the, the Angels wouldn't have taken two outfielders, the, the Brewers could have Randall Gritchuk instead of Christian Yelich, which would have been much, much worse. What? That's very true. You see, he, he even Keaton agrees with me. He's like, but how yeah, does that wow, relate to the point, trade? Matt. <laughs> Matt, that's a great point. Genius. Yeah. Anyone else remember uh, Logan Schaefer, fourth outfielder? I was I like a highly hit. rated prospect, but just couldn't hit. He was yeah, he was with the White Sox, I think, for like a minute. Yeah. So good times. Wait, wait, yeah. Um, fair enough. Okay. Anyways, uh, David, are, are you getting kicked out of the studio? No. Oh. Yeah. You can stick around. Yeah. Yeah, oh, let's I do was it. Worried. All right. Um, RTB after dark. Yeah. RTB um, nights. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> you guys just. Living in your own little fantasy world over there. Speaking of fantasy world. Here we go. All right. Yeah. So. Oh, I know where he's going with. Okay. Yeah. You really did take a segue class this semester, didn't you? Maybe. All right. So, speaking of fantasy world, reviewing the brew is bringing back our RTB Readers versus Writers Fantasy Baseball League this year. And it's going to be great. Me, Matthew, and Keaton are three of the read or three of the writers that are in there. We got three other writers that are joining us. We're gonna have six writers and six readers. It's gonna be a twelve team league on ESPN, and we want you to join. We got a couple open spots for our readers, and it, it's a lot of fun. Last year, the readers actually <laughs> kicked our butts. The crap out of us. Yeah. We're, we're not that great at fantasy baseball, evidently, or at least last year was just an off-season for us. Um, for yourself, David. So, hey, I, was, I did better than you. I at least made the playoffs. I didn't make the playoffs? You did not make the playoffs. I was, I was the only writer to make the playoffs, and I lost in the first but, round. But didn't, I, didn't I dominate, that, I dominated that, that other league we were in, though, didn't I? Yeah, that, but that wasn't this league. Well, no, but I, don't, I obviously know how to play because I won a championship in the other league we were playing. In. Yeah, 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 whatever. All right. But anyways. Yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, when, when David wins a championship, you know, 
you know, the entire place reeks of his farts for a week. I win a championship, <laughs> and it's nothing but bile. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to try and defeat us in, in fantasy baseball, um, <laughs> so... Isn't that hard, apparently? <laughs> yeah. Um... So here's here's what we're going to here's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. So we want you like if you want to join the Reviewing the Brew Fantasy Baseball League, send us a DM on Twitter with your No, please do this to the RTV. Yeah, the, the Reviewing the Brew Twitter account. Yeah, that, that's what I, I meant. I don't I don't want to see, you know, like like 20 guys like sending me their their team names. Yeah, just that's, you know, it's it's you know, it might, it might give me a laugh. They might not even know your personal account. That hurts, David. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it to hurt, but it's wow. just. I mean, we're sending this from the from the RTB account, so you know, it just kind of. Yeah. Anyways, um, so yeah, send us a DM on Twitter with your creative team name. You know, got to have something. Some funny, you know, can't you know? I don't, I don't like those, you know, just team last names, you know, like oh, it just I doesn't hate, seem, oh, yeah, the worst. yeah, it's it's not creative. It, it doesn't seem as fun or, or engaging. So it's like the Walmart of fantasy baseball, you know? Yeah, like like going with the you know, you know, Team Smith. No, come on, pal. Yeah, yeah, yeah come up, come up with something like like my team name this year is gonna be Rechargeable Battery, dude, because that's what Craig Council's been calling Alex Claudio. So. <sighs> That that's what that's what my team name is. Okay, Matthew. I, I don't know what you guys are going with, but I, I haven't decided. I'm, I'm still yeah. gonna get some fun. I, I was debating um, on you know I wanted to go with like electric dudes, you know, with the rest of the guys <laughs> in the bullpen, but then when you're also thinking of dynamic dudes as well. No, no, because Craig Councils said electric dudes. Anyways, oh yeah, but but you're also a big fan of the 1990s tag team of uh, Johnny Ace and Shane Douglas, the dynamic dudes. I don't know what in the world you're talking about. WCW tag team, man. Okay, you're talking something before I was born. All right. We, we I went to Tyrone Hill too. You didn't complain about that. That's because I just wanted to let you go on with it, and I didn't want to interrupt you. Well, David, you're not going to believe this, but things happened in the world before you were born. I hate to tell you. Oh yeah, they they happen. Oh. Doesn't doesn't mean I know everything that happened. Well. Well, anyways. Um, Dynamic dudes for you, is it? No, it's rechargeable battery dudes. Uh, sorry, I, I I misheard. Anyways, so <laughs> so yeah, so send us your um, creative fantasy baseball team name that that you want to play with for the season. Um, and uh, Matthew, when when did we decide the uh, the draft was going to be? What we said it was the Sunday before opening day. Yeah, so Sunday the twenty fourth. Yeah. So Sunday night, March twenty fourth is when the draft's gonna be. If you're available for that and, and you want to do the league, um, let us know. Send us something on Twitter. Um or you can just tweet it at us. Uh, either way. So send send it to us on Twitter, your your team name and yeah, I believe we, we've got four spots open. So you yeah, know, yeah, you're you, you, if you're, you're going to be one of the it, first four. 
That, that that's what you want to be. And actually, those of you wait, listening wait, 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 to one this, one of the first four, or one of the, or, or, or one of the best four. Ah, that's true. Because if there are a lot, it may be may come down to who's got the best team name. We're, we're going to have to decide on that. Well, if if you make David or I legitimately laugh, You'll your be chances in. your chances are, have greatly improved. Yeah, absolutely. So. And since I've not put this out on Twitter yet, and I probably won't until tomorrow morning, whoever's listening to this podcast as quickly as possible after we put it up here, you have the edge over everyone else. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you you could, you know, if you listen to the podcast like right away, because I know there are people who do that. Um you know, you, you could have all night to think about it and then, like, wake up with this brilliant idea and then get in the league. It's just that easy. Exactly. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, it, it, it'll be good. Don't worry, we're not playing with for money. There's, there's no, you know, fee to get into the league. Yeah, no, we it's got just, in trouble for that last year. <laughs> no. We, we're we're – it's very frowned upon. Basically, we can't do it. So, it's just it's just for fun. Um, just for kind of playing against fellow Brewers fans in the Fantasy Baseball League. You know, there, there's no prize money at the end. There, there's no entry fee. But it doesn't mean we can't have some fun with it. I'll tell you what, boys. I am very excited. Yeah? Do, do you have a team name picked out yet, Keaton? I don't. I, I think I'm going to use what I used on uh one of the mobile apps I have on my uh phone i think i'm gonna be hoosier brew mm. but or feeling the burns ah that's a good one so it's up in the air right now there you go if you guys can think of a good team name for me let me know hmm yeah i'm I'm using my best team names for myself sorry i feel like there's something you could do with keaton i mean i was named after batman that's badass. We really? Yeah. My, well, people that played Batman, my first and middle name, yeah. So your name is Keaton Michael Anderson? No. Oh. <laughs> no, it's uh, Keaton Adam. Keaton uh, Adam. Oh. TV's oh. Adam West. Yeah. Mayor Adam West. Exactly. So, I mean, Keaton... You, you, you just change a letter there. You got Keston, Keston Hura. I don't know. See, it's destined for greatness. Yeah. Mm. So, mm. I don't know. You figure out your own fantasy team name. All of you listening, uh, be sure to um, figure one out as well if you want to join the league. And let us know. Try to make us laugh. Try to, try to hop on it quickly so you can get in the league. Just four spots remaining. And yeah, we'll we'll get that league going and and it'll be good. It Ma- will be. Matthew, any, any any parting shots here before we go? None. No, Keaton, anything? Anything you want uh, to say six, to the people? Uh, people, we got sixteen more days until our World Series run kicks off, so let's do it. Let's go! All right, we'll end on that. Uh, we'll be back. Actually, next week. Gonna be off next week, but the week after, 
Yeah, one of us is on spring break. Yeah, he doesn't want yeah. a podcast. Yeah, one of us is not going to be here. So, yeah. So in two weeks we'll we'll come back, but yeah, definitely be sure to um, stay tuned for the next edition of the Reviewing the Brew podcast, and be sure to keep on reading over there at reviewingthebrew.com. We'll see you next time. <laughs>